0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to use Amazon's DSP for higher ROI and increased sales. Joining us is Will Hare, who is the founder and CEO of Belovix, which is one of the top 25 Amazon certified advertising agencies that helps brands scale their business through an omni-channel approach. Yesterday, Will and I talked about using Amazon's DSP to drive demand, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about inbound marketing and lead generation. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Will Hare, the founder and CEO of Bellavix. Will, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Hey, excited to be here, Ben, and talk about my favorite topics, all things Amazon.
1: I'm excited to continue the conversation with you too. You know, yesterday we talked about some of the MarTech, the DSP for Amazon and how you can use their awareness building programs using programmatic advertising to start to see the bottom of funnel marketing tactics, your more CPC, keyword driven advertising. Today, I want to focus a little bit more on driving inbound leads. Some of the ways that you're trying to build more of a longer lasting relationship with your prospective customers. On Amazon, it's not something that we think about. We normally just assume people go to Amazon and look for products generically. How are people doing inbound marketing to drive leads specifically to their business as opposed to Amazon as a whole?
2: I guess to kind of rehash something we talked about on the DSP side of things, but you can drive Amazon traffic using programmatic advertising, which is a way to kind of get some of that Amazon data to support your website or whatever else you're doing. So that's a piece of it. And listen to the last episode if you want to go into tremendous detail. But I'll say from an inbound regeneration perspective, you're really limited to what you could do on Amazon. It is essentially a black box. They don't share customer information. And the lifetime value is something that is uncovered inside the brand analytics, or if you're working with a rep, can pull that information for you. And generally, depending on the brand and what the product is, lifetime value is kind of what we're always trying to measure. So the real question is, what tools do we have on Amazon to push traffic from off of Amazon back to Amazon and kind of get that inbound lead generation? So the first tool we have is something called Amazon Post. Amazon Post essentially is Instagram for Amazon. It's for brand registered brands only. And what it gives us the ability to do is to showcase our products in Instagram-esque type features where we can show which products in a lifestyle image or just a product shot but those images show up on mobile devices and desktop, as well as your brand storefront. And it'll show up on competitor listings that the algorithm deems is very relevant, as well as on your different Amazon properties. The benefit of this, it's free advertising, Is first of all. So if you're currently leveraging your Instagram, your Twitter, so on and so forth, you can generally repurpose that data. You can use the hashtag to promote it, and you can showcase your images and use cases and lifestyles. Those tend to be the most popular indirectly it promotes your storefront and this is the big benefit of it so based on the data we have we know that if you post consistently two to three times a week leveraging amazon posts you can expect a 5 to 12% growth in followers to your storefront so this is a brand new feature and this feature allows users to say i am interested in this brand on the storefront i will follow this brand and what they're doing is they're subscribing to get emails from you through amazon So the second part of this is the customer engagement tool, brand new release. It's still in beta. It is not perfect, but it gives us some functionality where we can actually email customers that have expressed interest saying, yes, you can email me, updates, so on and so forth.
1: That seems like a really big deal because the problem that as a marketer I've always had with Amazon is... I'm, I don't even know if it's a fulfillment. I'm a, God, I don't even know what to call it. I'm the producer of a product and Amazon does the fulfillment, all the marketing, they own the customer. There's no opportunity for repeat business. And the first product purchase is the most expensive one. When I get somebody that I know likes my product, I want to stay in front of them, which is why I think Shopify is so interesting is it's sort of the same functionality, but you can own the relationship with the end consumer. Amazon seems to be allowing, or at least going towards allowing their vendors to be able to communicate with their customers. Absolutely. Is it effective yet?
2: It's somewhat effective. At the end of the day, a lot of people still opt out, and it's in beta. So, for example, at least our RN, the sales data doesn't show through properly, but we're able to see delivery rate and click-through rate, which provides us additional information. And we're still locked into Amazon templates. So there's not really any customization outside of the featured products that you want to showcase. Generally, it's three to four per email. And the emails will have like one of 10 headings, new release, repurchase, so on and so forth. So like, it's still very limited, but keep in mind it's in beta. But what we could see is that Amazon, to your point, there's knowing like, Hey, a large reason why more e-commerce companies aren't or more brands aren't working with our platform is that, you know, that Shopify allows you to collect email addresses, retention marketing, lifetime value. Amazon still protects that data, but now we know that they're starting to give us the ability and more insights into the customer data, which is helping us build more holistic, full touchpoint type of strategies. And that's really what's exciting, but it's still super early. Like the beta for the customer engagement tool, they started rolling it out in November. When they originally rolled it out, it was just for product launches. So it was really limited. And you can only send an email out if your storefront had more than 1,000 followers. And then as of like January, February, they rolled out a bunch of different templates. And now anybody with any type of follower can use the tool. So they're still fumbling along and figuring out how to showcase it. But to your point, they understand the value of lifetime value, and they're giving us tools through the platform that allow us to kind of touch these customers at different points in their journey.
1: Yeah, I think that the term lifetime value is really the differentiator between Amazon and its competitors. And it's interesting to hear that they're starting to enable marketers or Amazon sellers to be able to try to drive up that lifetime value as opposed to having that sort of one-off transactional relationship.
2: And it helps with cost per acquisition. So for example, beauty category, we see it all the time where the first purchase might be as much as the cost per product, especially for something that just doesn't have maturity yet, but we'll have data on the back end that supports like, hey, you're going to get three or four purchases out of your average customer. So that cost per acquisition is a little more tolerable, especially if it's like a premium beauty item. So definitely the lifetime value is something to focus on. It's still pretty difficult to measure, but they're obviously putting the pieces in place. And I expect as brand analytics, which recently rolled out the brand search term feature. So up until maybe like three weeks ago, you use third party software to figure out search volume, Helium 10, Jungle Scout, Choose Your Poison. They're all somewhat accurate. As of less than a month ago, they released this to brands that showcase what the impression is, how many total sellers they are. And what's your impression share across impressions, clicks, and purchases. So they're also getting more granular into how you should invest, what the opportunity is around your product or category, how much of that market share you own compared to your competitors. So going a little bit off topic, but they're making tremendous improvements on the data end because they're recognizing a lot of these problems that we've been hitting on the agency front, trying to drive more traffic and growth and understanding how these different pieces work together.
1: Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at Mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. So let's wrap up with a little bit of a case study. My head of content operations on the side has an Amazon product. It's called the Slip It. And it's for uh, anybody who's a surfer. Apparently, getting your wetsuit on or off is a challenge. And so this is like a nylon bag you put over your foot to allow the uh, wetsuit to glide over your foot easily. And the problem that he's had is when people discover the product, they like it. The reviews are good but there's not a lot of demand for the Slip It because it's a net new product. So he needs these inbound marketing and lead generation strategies for companies that are like Todd and the Slip It, who are thinking about products on Amazon that are not necessarily already known problems. How do you get that type of product in front of the right customers?
2: Advertising is gonna be the number one way. Amazon is a pay-to-play platform. So PPC complimentary products. You can work your way up the user intent funnel. comes down to what's that expected return on ad spend. Outside of that, there's general awareness and it depends how they feel, but Google search is a great opportunity. Social media ads driving back to your Amazon storefront. What I hear often is like, why would I redirect my website traffic to Amazon? What's the benefit? So first, Amazon has a program called the Brand Referral Bonus Program any off Amazon traffic that's referred. So you do a Google ad. We like to do Google ads for Amazon oriented searches. So perfect example is Todd's slip on boot. We might do like surf gear on Amazon. So our ads aren't taking away from what you're doing on the website. We're directing people who are already looking to make the purchase on Amazon through Google search.
1: That was my advice Is he's done some paid advertising. And I think that the term surf accessories is where he's getting the vast majority of his traction. So people are looking for surf accessories. They see this product, they make a purchase. Wonderful. And I was saying, hey, look, you already know that that's a popular keyword and that there's a good conversion rate. Start buying that keyword on Google. So you said that there's a traffic referral bonus that Amazon sets up. Walk me through that.
2: So as long as you're a registered brand, you would use Amazon Attribution to set this up and then register to the program. And then based on your category, you'll receive anywhere from 5 to 15% off of future fees for fulfillment for every purchase that's made. So it's a way to be more efficient and to incentivize driving some of that traffic. And as mentioned on the previous podcast, a big advantage of that is Amazon rewards advertisers who drive sales to the platform because an indirect metric that helps with organic ranking is sales velocity. So if you can get that sales velocity up, you'll get better organic ranking around specific keywords, lead to more sales, leads to more reviews, leads to a better placement user experience. So it's all connected together. And that's important to hit home. And then outside of that is that post-purchase email sequence. Somebody makes a purchase, checking in to make sure that they had a good experience. Product inserts is a great way they receive the product. You can ask for a review. You have to be careful of the language you can use, but you're allowed to showcase your social media icons and where they could find you. If there's a warranty aspect of it, that's a great thing to include that kind of gets them into your funnel, but indirectly, they have that information through there. So those are just some inbound tactics to kind of help. And the caveat is like we work with clients that, you know, a single product catalogs, for example, and at some point you kind of hit what the market is for that. It might be an unusual take on something done. I'll give a perfect example. We work with somebody who they help with women's menstruation and they provide a heat patch you put on to relieve those cramps and stuff.
1: A female-centric, icy hot.
2: Exactly. But most women prefer to take Midol, and that's okay. He's able to capture a certain percent of that market share, and he runs a very profitable business. And we ran a bunch of tests, and we tried to go up and down the funnel, but it came down unless he was willing to sink in some serious investment. This is kind of the median and what the market offers. So for him, in order to expand and grow more sales, he needs to think a complementary product that he can roll out under that brand that will be attractive to his existing customer base that he can grow. So to some degree, like with your friend who sells the slip-on, there might just be limited to the size of the market and how many people would buy it. So it's important to test, run up and down the funnel, use the different tactics on and off of Amazon to try to increase sales, but understand that You might just hit market saturation for your product, and you might want to consider Surfwax or something that's an easy add-on that could be a good fit.
1: The thing that sticks out to me is that Amazon is a pay-to-play platform. And when you're thinking about inbound marketing, when you're thinking about driving additional leads, there's no getting around that the fastest way to grow your Amazon listing and your efforts is to put budget, put your money where your mouth is, and start driving traffic to your listings. Will, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us a little bit about advertising on Amazon. Thanks for being my guest.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Will Hare, the founder and CEO of Bellavix for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Will, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is bellavix.com, B-E-L-L-A-V-I-X.com. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.